0: Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake, the only show focused on Office 365 development where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. So before we jump into today's show, I wanted to highlight some community links I found this week. The uh, first one on the cover was actually something that I'd created, which was a poll on the Office 365 technical network in Yammer.com, where you can actually vote on what you'd like to hear in the next podcasts. Uh, Right now, sadly, teardrop rolling down my face right now, there's only 40 votes, and surprisingly, uh, well, surprising for me, that using SharePoint workflow in Office 365 development has got 33%, followed closely by um, SharePoint APA. Debate uh, REST versus the CSOM API. Uh, the REST being the OData, more kind of browser HTTP request approach, whereas CSOM being more of the SDKs that wrap that, so the JavaScript, JSON, .NET, or Silverlight APIs. Um, and then closely behind that, uh, would be the fiddle debub- debugging tips for Office 365 development too. So they're the three at the moment, but there's also stuff around continuous integration, like application lifecycle management, um, Cordova development with Office 365, or native Android development, or Yammer development, and also Angular JS development in Office 365 too. So if you want to hear or influence what's on the show, please go and... Um, vote within that and the obviously the link is within the show notes of the show that's published on blogs.office.com and there's lots of conversations going on within the office 365 uh, dev podcast yammer group within the it pro network so i'd encourage you guys to check that out because there's a lot of good people giving their opinions there second link was one which beth massey who's ba- based in the visual studio uh, product marketing team uh, she actually did a session with um shacks as he's best known um who is in the visual studio team who focuses on the office 365 api tooling that's built into visual studio so when you click on right click on project and you go add connections and pick office 365 that's all his wonderful work and he's been very good and active in the community uh, receiving feedback and also helping people out and there's a, an 18 minute video which he did with uh, beth that talks about some of the samples he's built which i'm trying to get on GitHub uh, from him, um, but it's a really good idea of hiring what can be done with Windows 8 development alongside the Office 365 API, so I'd encourage you to check that video out. Also, um, another blog I've discovered just recently is, uh, and I'm probably going to get this name totally wrong, but it's Karthik Ramumorthy again. He's in the New England area, he's a SharePoint consultant, and he's written some PowerShell to report memory leaks, and assembly information on SharePoint 2013 and 2010 custom solutions. It's pretty cool. Um, It allows you to export the WSPs and um, then extract all of the WSPs outside of their packages and then essentially iterate through and run SP Dispose Check against all of them. So it's a great health check that you can do if you're a consultant poking at somebody else's farm. So I found that. thought that was pretty cool. I've done that manually myself in the past um, in terms of running SP Dispose Check against my builds in continuous integration, but it, again, it's an additional thing in terms of pulling all those WSPs out. And then, fourthly here, uh, from Waldeck Mazda Cars, um, again, I, I'd probably be referencing him a lot because he is just an avid blogger when it comes to SharePoint development and Office 365 development. Um, but he's written a blog post here on uh, managed properties and getting a list of all the custom managed properties in 2013 uh, using imperative code. and and just explanations around some of the XML that gets returned and how you can use PowerShell to um, pull the, an overview of those through. And um, Search is a very kind of commonly asked thing about and um, it's great that people like Waldeck um, is kind of commenting on this stuff for us. And then lastly, just to highlight a tool that uh, I've been evaluating um, and I've got a lot of good reviews from the community on it, it's a tool called spcaf.com. Um, it's a code quality tool, but what's really nice is if you've got full trust code that you've written, and you want to have a bit of an analysis of what kind of artifacts are in that full trust code WSP package, and kind of trying to estimate some effort on the complexity to move that to the app model, um, the tool can do that, but it can be built directly into Visual Studio Team Build, and um, but it also does things around uh, code quality and um, catching things that SP Dispose Check used to do in SharePoint 2010. Um, so go check that tool out. There's a great video on the homepage that kind of highlights exactly what that product does. Um, so there are the links for today. So without further ado, um, this is an interview that I did with Thorsten Hans at TechEd North America, which seems a long time ago now. I think it was like my third week um, working at Microsoft. So um, please go and check that out. And um, again, any feedback, please go into the Yammer Technical Network in the Office 365 Dev Podcast and just let yourself be heard. I'm getting a lot of download hits um, from the MP3 downloads, but it'd be great to engage with you guys, um, for good or bad, um, within that YAMA group. So thanks and enjoy the interview. Okay, so we're here at uh, TechEd in North America. Um, we're just uh, on day two now, so it's just been another keynote and um, just sitting in the reasonably quiet recharge lounge where... I'm around, so I can see a few guys kind of laying on their sofas, kind of passed out from <laughs> really a big night last night. Um, so I'm here with Thorsten Harms, who's over from Germany. He's actually one of the speakers this week on the uh, Office Developer Track. So welcome, welcome to Houston, mate. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. I, um, I was actually w- with you in Barcelona, so we, we're both sharing the same amount of jet lag as, um, yeah. uh, as last week at the Barcelona Conference in Europe. So um, how have you found it so far? Are you settled into the time zone here yet? Yeah,
1: I, I think I made it pretty well. So um, yesterday was a, a great day with big announcements and the keynote for all the cloud-based development stuff and also for us as SharePoint and Office developers. So a lot of new capabilities that we could take to uh, make our development life even more easier. Yeah, yeah, So that's pretty cool yesterday.
0: I think it's nice in the sense that now a lot of these things if you'd have been to two or three years ago, Announcing anything net new into Visual Studio. As a SharePoint or an Office guy, you never saw them for two or three iterations afterwards. Whereas, you know, like they announced the Cordova add ins for Visual Studio as a project type, and immediately that's supported with the Office 365 APIs, you know, directly in those new project types. So it's pretty cool to see the Visual Studio guys that are working on our stuff, making sure that they keep up with uh, the new stuff that's coming from the, the whole Visual Studio team.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Especially uh, when we talk about Office 365 development, uh, it's right now a kind of yeah major component from Visual Studio, uh, thanks to the to the add-ins. And as an Office or SharePoint developer, we could now be right on track, use latest greatest tools instead of stucking to an older version as, as we had to do it in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, definitely that kind of the disconnection of the app model. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but. You know, being able to use all that new stuff that's coming through, rather than being tied to .NET two or .NET yeah, exactly. three five, is, is definitely useful. Yeah. And um, so um, just a quick intro, like what what have you been working on recently? Are you you know, how long have you been in this space? I mean, obviously, I've known you for a long time, but for the listeners on the show, yeah.
1: So I've I've been. Starting using development using C Sharp with uh, the first beta in 2001. Yeah. And I moved from C Sharp and ASP.NET to the SharePoint world in 2006. So uh, I was mainly focusing on product development until 2008. And then I went for a new job which where I was mostly focusing on on-site development based on customer requirements and yeah since the availability of office 365 I right now I totally moved into the cloud so I'm very happy to have a lot of customers who who are willing to move onto the cloud and who are asking us to provide new extensions new apps based on office 365
0: and and so you know just to kind of clarify that you know that why, why is it exciting for you? Like, what does it give you that you didn't have with the on-prem premises customers? You know, as a,
1: as a developer, I, I would wouldn't like to care me about all the the platform stuff. So, and that's one of the biggest benefits for me as a developer. I can just take whatever device I like and could just start up building my apps and be. I only have a few limitations. You know, the app model with all its new APIs and capabilities give me great opportunities to. Uh, to fill the requirements that the customers are asking are asking to uh, for and I can of course use latest and greatest web technologies and frameworks in order to get the things done. yeah uh, it's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah and, and you've always been a very prolific you know, blogger and uh, some in the community and already you, know, really, you know, I've enjoyed reading your stuff like a bunch of the other MVPs out there but you, you specifically uh, caught my interest recently or the last few six months I guess with the, the share coffee stuff that you've been doing. What, 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 just for the people who are listening, what, it, what is that Share Coffee project that you started?
1: Yeah, it's a first of all, it's an open source project. So uh, the thing is, I, I've started building apps with availability of a beta of SharePoint 2013, and as soon as I've done more and more apps, I realized that there are common pitfalls or common things you have to re, redo for each and every app project. Yeah, and so. My my main target with Share Coffee is to reduce the amount of code that I have to write and to make uh, actually building apps um, easier and to to be more flexible. Perhaps consider you you start your app building based on a list sitting in the app web, and at some point you decide or the customer decides to go uh, to move that list uh, back to the host web. So by using that framework, you could save a lot of time and you don't have to rewrite all the queries
0: targeting uh, the,
1: the, the list sitting um, underneath your logic.
0: So essentially you've kind of wrapped around yeah. the, the REST API or the CSO API?
1: So the framework is actually wrapping the entire REST story offered by SharePoint Online. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's taking care of a lot of these contextual information that we need when we talk about app development, like uh, getting the app web, getting the host web URL, or uh, requesting new form digest values and stuff like that. And in addition to that, it's taking care about things that you have to consider when you would like to publish your app to the store, like how can I include the Chrome bar into my, sharepo- my provider hosted or auto hosted app. Um, so yeah. it's mostly about saving time and making things easier so that devs could uh, focus even more on uh, getting the requirements done that the customer is offering instead of um, investigating time and in arranging the, the platform, you know, and uh, actually building the rest of yeah. on their own.
0: Yeah, and that's what I like about this community is everyone's kind of willing to share the work they've done for one customer or projects, and then like kind of you're reusing it internally. But the fact you've open sourced it means other people can benefit from it as well. What what's the notion of the mention of the word Coffee in the name?
1: Yeah, that's a, uh, that's confusing a few people out there. So um, when I started up the project, I thought about using TypeScript or plain old JavaScript to build actually build the library. But at that point, I decided to go for CoffeeScript, which is also language that, which compiles into JavaScript. Um, yeah, and because it's you know our SharePoint app helpers and SharePoint and CoffeeScript, so I ended up with Share Coffee, uh, which doesn't mean you have to use CoffeeScript in order to consume it. So you can consume it, of course, in any in any kind of client-side language, no matter if it's plain old JavaScript, TypeScript, or or CoffeeScript.
0: Yeah. So you you the CoffeeScript is what you write in to generate the framework. Yeah, but then you output it as a JavaScript file that you then just reference in your project. Exactly,
1: I use CoffeeScript because it's offering some nice syntactic sugar. Yeah. So I saved a lot of time actually writing the framework. And for CoffeeScript, there are tons of libraries available when it comes to test-driven development because it's. Uh, the, I've written the framework completely test with the test-first manner. So. That was the reason why I went for CoffeeScript instead of TypeScript. But for now, I'm just about releasing the TypeScript definition files in order to provide IntelliSense for the entire TypeScript story. Oh, wow. So that will also be very easy to onboard new devs uh, which are using
0: uh, TypeScript. Yes great. And what was the learning curve for you on CoffeeScript? Did you find it very easy to pick up? It, for other people, who might want to build frameworks on that particular framework.
1: Um, I've I've used Coffee uh, a few times before, uh, the same with, with TypeScript. Yeah. and uh, the good thing about CoffeeScript it's taking care about all these contextual handling that we handling that we have in client side languages. You know, uh, which uh, what is my current context if it comes to callbacks and stuff like that, and that makes learning CoffeeScript very very easy. So the learning curve for CoffeeScript wasn't that. Uh, yeah. It wasn't that complicated. Um, But I found a lot of great insights from the SharePoint REST API. So, what's possible, what's not possible, and try to automate as many as possible in order to. To save them as many time as possible when it actually comes to building
0: apps yeah. yeah and then where can they find these tools where can you go to go and grab share coffee
1: yeah most uh, most important thing is of course nougat so if you are using Visual studio you can just use the package manager in order to grab a copy from from share coffee or of course you could uh, grab it from the github repository at sharecoffee.github.io. So there are, I don't know, 50 or 60 sample apps uh, using, actually using the framework and demonstrating what you could achieve with, with uh, which
0: namespace in the framework. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so you did a session at the SharePoint conference on this. Um, what, what was the session code? Do you remember, I might have to add it to the show notes. It's yeah, just so they can find it. I mean, the title of the session was just "Share uh, Using Share Coffee,"
1: right? Yeah, the the title was actually "Building SharePoint Apps Using CoffeeScript and Share Coffee." Yeah. So yeah, I did uh, because you know most of the SharePoint developers aren't yet on the on the client side. So I decided to to make a rough introduction into proper client side development, and right after that I. I demonstrated how to build single page applications in Office 365 using Share Coffee, AngularJS and you know all the all the client side stack which is well known in the community in these days and yeah, throughout the session I also showed some of some provider hosted apps which are which are using the cross-domain libraries that SharePoint is offering in combination with the frameworks?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd highly recommend if you're interested in this stuff to definitely check that session out on the Channel Nine under the SharePoint Conference 2014 kind of uh, banner. the The other side of it was um, in terms of the um, those libraries. What tips would you give people from a, who are trying to learn the client side way of thinking? I mean, SharePoint guys, by trade, have been kind of tied into. Building server-side code in C sharp for so long, but yeah. and you don't have to be completely client-side. But no. I think for you know nice-looking UI, you really do need to be using at least some JavaScript. So, what types of resources or what things did you do to learn JavaScript?
1: Um, yeah, actually, for learning JavaScript, it's, JavaScript is a very easy language. You know, it has it has only a few syntactic components, so you should definitely go out and read, for example, the the good parts of JavaScript, which is a small book which is really, really good. And right after that, I mostly use um, online courses like, like for example, Pluralsight, yep. in order to, to keep on track with all the frameworks popping up in the community and um, yeah, for, for SharePoint and Office 365 development, um, I mostly concentrate on the rest services that are offered. Currently, not all the C++ functionality is available in REST, uh, but yeah, we know uh, the, the product team is, is working on that. And so, you should definitely look into REST calls, how how to make
0: all different kinds of REST calls using the client-side technologies. Yeah, it's really interesting with the uh, the kind of that aspect of cross I keep hearing that from more and more people now. Um, I've actually been downloading them and watching them um, on a plane. Yeah. Um, it's just really useful the way of consuming it. I was just listening to Andrew Connell's uh, Angular JS course. Yeah, um, I've also listened to yeah. that one. Yeah, it's funny. He talks normally, and then you kind of. You, I always speed them up, but he actually sounds kind of quite normal sped up too. It's a little bit worried that his voice can travel uh, at four times the speed and still be comprehensible. Yeah, right? I think mine would uh, suffer that same fate. Yeah, um, that's the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, so, uh, in terms of other things that you're working on right now, um, do, have you been doing anything in the store with Office Three Six Five? Have you been playing with any of the new technology? Yeah, like, we actually
1: know? have uh, one app in the store. It's called Meet Suite. Uh, it's about scheduling meetings with uh, folks from inside of your organization or from outside. Um, that's yeah, mainly focus on uh, on the SharePoint APIs, but right now we are looking into the new Office 365 APIs, which gives us the the, uh, the, uh, the, the possibility to you know to use all the the technologies sitting in Office 365. So we are not only uh, dedicated to, to SharePoint Online; we could either also use Exchange Online in order to persist new calendar entries or access people's uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you know, for people listening who may not have heard of it, you know, there's been apps for SharePoint and apps for Office, which are both, you know, you can submit to the Office Store, yeah, uh, and that handles the kind of the way you call SharePoint from those apps via OAuth. But then there's the Office 365 APIs, which are actually just using the Azure AD. And whenever, you know, that can be any type of web application you like, it doesn't have to be inside the store or in the app catalog. But as soon as it calls an Office 365 API, you're going to get what's called a common consent window that comes up that says, you know, this web application is going to reach over to your calendar or your documents or um, uh, your mail folder, and you have to trust that web application to then use. Your identity when you log in to be able to access those things. So that's a perfect scenario for you guys uh, with what you're doing with that uh, meet suite. Yeah,
1: exactly. So where the good thing is, you could uh, you could take an existing web application, or let's take a, a Windows 8 application, for example, and uh, the APIs give you a, a native uh, common consent dialog. So the customer has a great experience. He can directly log in with his Office 365 account and he could access his data sitting either in his, his Office 365 tenant or in his live cloud. And that's you know that right now it becomes really really serious. So we could just use just enhance existing applications using the the cloud power that's offered by Microsoft and reach even and even more customers with the same code base and we don't have to make any big changes to our app. We could just opt in a new connected services into existing applications.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely the way that API is going is for the scenario of existing web apps and being able to just now reach in and use OneDrive for Business or use yeah. the Mail, or the Calendar. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be exciting as we add more Office 365 services in there. Like hypothetically, if you've Got the ability to add stuff to the Yammer feed, for instance, or you know, in the future with when Oslo is finally available to customers, you know, the ability to push things to Oslo via that API would be really, really exciting to kind of leverage this as a, an all-over platform, um, you know, within those existing web apps. Yeah, and also with the release of um, you know the Cordova projects this week in Visual Studio, th- that tooling is actually supporting the Office 365 API when you right click and do Add Connected Service, um, that'll be there. So um, your sessions this week, you're actually going to be talking about this, aren't you, with with me? So what what things are you going to be covering in that session so that these guys can check out the Channel 9 video when it's launched?
1: Yeah, so we will, Of course give a rough introduction into the SharePoint app model and into the Office 365 APIs. Um, I think we will uh, we will do a lot of demos that show some new capabilities for SharePoint app developers like uh, the site provisioning API and for the Office 365 APIs we have prepared several demos which explain how to uh, how to extend existing web applications targeting to a specific tenant and on the other side how to build the, a more common app which is able to to be used on multiple tenants. So to, for me that's very interesting as an ISV. I could just create a single code base which is able to hook into or to call into almost every Office 365 wow. tenant out there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that will be uh, one of the major demos in our talk.
0: Yeah, yeah and so to grab these tools is, you know, go into Visual Studio, It's it, if you've got update to Visual Studio 2013, the Office tools are there, so you'll be able to do your apps for SharePoint and apps for Office. But this is actually when you go into the tools menu at the top and uh, go to the extensions manager and add the Office 365 API preview. But it's in preview right now yeah. and that'll you'll be able to uh, essentially pull down all those bits into your project so you can get going. Um, we'll also be publishing our samples on github.com WAC Office Dev um, in the next few days so hopefully by the time this shows out you'll be able to go in there and grab grab those Office 365 API samples so um, please, please check those ones out when you when you get a moment there.
1: Yeah and the, and the good thing is that uh, the the product group is currently watching user voice very much. So if you have any feedback regarding to the Office 365 API, go there, post your feedback, and submit new ideas. So we can all help making the the APIs even even better. So we should definitely go out and use that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it's really amazing. Like we have these meetings kind of every week, every week now with engineering and marketing, and we kind of cover those things. So. Um, we are really listening, but it's it's great that you guys are now kind of evangelizing that on our behalf. So hopefully it'll mean there'll be a lot more feedback in there. And I think my key is, is if even if you don't have feedback to give, we'd really love you to go in there and look at what's in there. And, and you vote based on what you think is important. Yeah. Um, you know, we want everybody to have a voice that's working on this platform. That's the key to it. So what's your next steps? I mean, when are you heading back over to Germany? Are you just hanging around here in Houston for a bit, or are you going to at-
1: Leave and uh, go home. No, I I will leave on Friday and you know, May is, is really, really uh really really busy month for me so there is uh, the share camp it's a open source. it's a it's a community conference that i run with two guys from germany yeah. which is taking place and next on next weekend and right after that i'm flying to oslo for another sharepoint saturday all oh, right so you know <laughs>
0: well, you're always on the road yeah on the road on the road yeah, yeah the SharePoint, sharepoint nomad developer traveler for us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yeah, and you know, between all these conferences, there are of course a lot of customers asking for my for my help in order to get their things done. So, yeah, Keep,
0: keeps you very busy on the office development platform, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> busy.
0: Well, I really appreciate your time today, mate. Thank you. And um, I look forward to speaking with you later this week. Yeah. And um, so how do people reach out to you? How would they follow you in the community if they wanted to see what you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, of course, on Twitter at TorstenHans or on my blog, which is dot That's right. That's a pretty cool. Uh, ha- how long have you had that domain? Um, actually, I have that since 2002. Yeah. yeah, I was struggling a little bit with the domain because of the there is a podcast which has the same name yeah but I made it to get a com domain a few months ago wow okay yeah. that's handy <laughs>
0: <laughs> well enjoy the rest of teched and um, for everybody listening if you if they've got a particular topic that you're interested in hearing about or some of you think I should be interviewing out there in the community or even in the product group or uh, an ISV then please definitely reach out to me on jthake at Microsoftcom with uh, with your recommendations there, and I hope you're enjoying the shows. Uh, thanks again, Thorsten, and enjoy the rest of the tech
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeremy, for the invitation.
0: Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com/wackdev, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 technical network. Have a great week guys and keep coding on Office 365.